Wow. Wow. It's the illusion. Reporting from somewhere on spaceship Earth. That look you just saw on my face, that was me totally realizing I passed by this rad shelf that matches the shelf I have over here, which is sort of abstract and and trippy. And I forgot to drive by and see if it was there. And I'm like, ah, when are you ever going to find a matching set of shelves that's all trippy? Shucks, man. I'm just like thinking, did I just drive by there and did I not see it? I would have noticed it if I'd seen it. I, I have the ability to see a free sign with like x-ray vision. Bummers, man. I knew I should have grabbed it the minute I saw it. But I was on the way to, on the way, going to somewhere else, doing something. I had somewhere to be, something to do. Missed out on a free shelf. Darn, it would have been rad. It would have matched. Ah, wasn't meant to be, dude. I, I feel like I need to drive over there to see if it's still there. I just drove by, but whatever. Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's uh, what day? It's Saturday. Saturday here wasn't meant to be, dude. That's right, Equine Boom. That is right. It's Saturday. I think it's the tenth of uh, the pumpkin month. Pumpkin. It's pumpkin month. I just went and bought a bunch of pumpkins for the. Uh, the bird decorate. The bird is, is is decorating, decorating pumpkins, dude. <laughs> uh, so we're uh, we're doing some we're doing some pumpkining. I'm not a big uh, Sawween guy. I don't I don't really approve of of Halloween. And, um, you know, it's a dark, dark, it's a dark holiday, if you know what I mean. So, uh, but you know, we do a little bit of, we do a little bit of crafting, if you will. We're crafting, making some, uh, some, some pumpkins for the front yard. We live in one of those neighborhoods that, uh, I imagine a year ago would have been total trick or treat land. It's that kind of a neighborhood I live in. I imagine it's it's like kind of enclosed and sort of by itself, and it's that kind of demographic. I'm sure it was uh, full blown trick or treatville a year ago because I see like people putting out their uh, their Halloween stuff, and um, I figure it's probably there's probably only well, it's pretty early still, so we'll see, we'll see. And uh, yeah, get ready for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so what, what's what's going what's going on? I guess the owl's teeth are healing, so it, it doesn't look like he's going to lose his front teeth, which is a blessing. And uh, he's a little feeling a little funky, 
little funky today. So uh, we hyped him up on some Manuka honey and, and um, 365 days of surfing. You kind of got a healthy pumpkin colored tan going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, orange. Orange is the color of the season, isn't it? Orange or go home. Orange. Just orange everything. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Owl's, Owl's good. He, he, he's been feisty today. So we, I'm, I'm posting a video about it. Uh, I, I, I got a video to post actually after this. I forgot to post it. Um, ah, Bill Dog sounds, sounds like, sounds like there's trouble, trouble on the horizon, dude. So, um, I, uh, where was I with that whole thing? Oh, someone sent me a box too. I should, I should open it up, man. But, um, so it's, uh, Owl's definitely entering a new phase of, of, of reality as a five-year-old learning the uh, consequences of life, so to speak. It's pretty epic. So today's been a learning day for the bird. I was, uh, he came home yesterday and just wasn't feeling well. And he took a bath and like passed out and whatever, dude, I was, uh, I was put, putting his clothes in the laundry, dude. And he had a bunch of stuff in his pockets, whatever standard, you know, child stuff. It was a pocket full of pocket full of Lego. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, pocket full of Lego. I just picked him up from school, dude. So I was like, I was like, hey, what what is this? What what is it? I, I go, are these your are these your Lego? And uh he said, like, I don't want to talk about it. I go, what do you mean you don't want to talk about it? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. And I go, I go, did you get these from the school? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. And I go, look, man, right now. Right here, right now. You better, you better uh, tell me where you got these uh, Lego from. And um, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I go, look, then, then I'm going to assume that you stole them from your school, and that's a big deal. And it's an even bigger deal that you're not, you're not coming clean right now. And I'm giving you a full opportunity. I'm not even mad at you, but like. We're entering the uh, we're entering a, a new realm here, and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And I go, Okay, I go. This is how it's going to work. Since you're not going to answer any questions, I'm going to have to figure you took these from school. You're officially banned from the 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 Lego room, and any of your Legos. And I'm taking all the Legos out of your room until uh, until we resolve this. And basically, he just passed out last night and just whatever. And so today was the day of of, of reckoning with him of like, so let's talk about the Lego. Is it Lego? Is it Lego? Legos? I think it's Lego. I think Lego is is whatever. So uh, so I was like, let's talk about him. And he, I was like, where did you get him? He's like, school. And I'm like... Tell me about how you got them from school. Because they're not your Legos. I go, did you ask your teacher? He's like, no. And I'm like, how did you get them? He's like, I was sneaky. 
I guess you were sneaky, huh? And um, I was like, tell me about it. Tell me about like your sneakiness because you have, we we have a household full of Legos here. There's one thing we're not short of is Legos, right? And so uh, I was like, what'd you need them for? He's like, oh, I'm building my mountain out in the, I got a, he's building this like pretty involved mountain. He's like, I'm building this mountain out there. And I go, so... So when you took the Legos, you didn't ask the teacher. He's like, no. And, and I go, you were being sneaky about it. So I go, if you know you were being sneaky, you know what you were doing was wrong. And he's like, yeah. And I go, so that's stealing. And he's like, uh, yeah, okay. And I'm like, so it became this thing where I was like, it's funny because this is the first, first bridge I've had to cross like this with Al so far. And so I was like, uh, a blue light filters on. That's why you're looking so orange. Thanks, 365. So I was, I was, uh, I was like, okay, all right. I go, so in order for you to get your, so now I'm into the consequence phase. I go, so you've lost all Lego privileges until you go to school and he doesn't have school till Wednesday because we take Monday and Tuesday off. I go, until you go to school Wednesday, you've got to show up at school with this bag of Legos you you stole and you have to go to your teacher and you have to tell them what you've done and you have to give them back. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll do that. And I go, you also have to like bring in like a Tupperware worth of your own Legos. You're going to have to, you're going to have to pay the piper on this one. I go, you're going to have to bring in a Tupperware, like, you know, like a sandwich size Tupperware full of Legos and he's like no no and I go I, I go why don't you want to bring bring in a Tupperware worth of Legos for the school and he's like his mom was right there when this saw going on and uh he's like they're my Legos and I go I go so you like your Legos he's like yeah and I go I go let me ask you this I go what, what if one of your friends was over here and they filled their pockets full of your Legos and took him home, how would he would be like, I'd be mad, I'd be bummed. And I go, well, what, what do you think this, how do you think the school feels that you stole their Legos? And he's like, they would be mad. And I go, yeah. And then I was like, so you're gonna, you're gonna, the penalty you're gonna pay is you're, you're, you don't get to play with your Legos till you talk to your teacher. And you're also gonna give this, the school back more Legos then you stole. And he's like, he lost, he lost his little mind. Like, okay. And so, so he lost his mind, flipped out. And I was like, all right, you need to go to your room, spend some time with yourself and like figure it out for a bit. Just it's time, a, a little, a little, a little private thinking time for you. Cause I don't like to use the time out. It's private thinking time. Take some private thinking time. Think about what you've done. And why you're flipping out right now. So I go back to him like 10 minutes later, dude. Because he's bellowed out. He's all. And I go, all right. Like, so what's going on? He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to give up my Tupperware. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to give up my Tupperware. I go, you're cool with bringing a bunch of Legos that from your stash. He's like, I don't really want to do that. I go, you can give him Legos you don't want or like X whatever. It's you to figure it out. He's like, all right, but I don't want to give him my Tupperware. And right as the right as he's tripping on like about that, his sister comes walking by the 
the room and she's like, what's going on? I was like, tell your sister what you've done. And he's like, I stole Legos from school. And she's like, oh, I've done, I've been in your shoes. She's like, dude. And she looks at her, looks directly at her brother. And she's like, you know, if you, you know what happens when you steal stuff? And she's like, he's like, I don't. And she's like, the cops are going to come and take you to jail. And he's like, what? And I'm like, hold on now. And so he's like, and then it switches back to, he's tripping on his like Tupperware and his sister's like, how about I get you a, a bag for you to put the Tupperware's worth of Legos in? And he's like, all right, all right. So, uh, so it's this thing of, of learning the things of like trying to like, he knew, and it's very interesting talking to him because he, he knew what he did was wrong, but he didn't know why it was wrong, which was very fascinating. And it didn't click with him till I told him, what if one of your friends came over and filled their pockets with your Legos and didn't tell you? And he was like, boom. Because I was like, if your friend filled their pockets with Legos and you said it was cool, would it be cool? He'd be like, yeah, totally. And he was like... Oh, and I, and it was very interesting for him. He knew it because when I asked him right off the bat, he was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. He knew I was like, those aren't yours, dude. And so, uh, so he's totally, he's, and so I made a deal with him. I go, look, man, I go, cause Monday's a holiday, right? I go, I'll take you to school on Tuesday just so you can go fess up to your teacher. We'll show up in the morning. You go talk to your teacher. You tell her what you did and you can, you can uh, get your Lego privileges back a day earlier. And he's like, all right. Cause he, he loves his teacher, man. So uh, it was, it was one of those things. And so, so move the ball forward. So it's later in the day. And this other five-year-old thing he had done was he had he had cut he had earned scissor privileges. He had been fully super like rad with his little scissors and like whatever. And he has his art table going on back there and whatever he does his thing. And then one day I came in and he had cut the cord to his glue gun. And I'm like, "Did you cut the cord to your glue gun?" He's like, "Yeah." I go, "Dude." Like you could have like really like possibly killed yourself, dude. Electricity, you're lucky it wasn't plugged in. He's like, I go, but it was, I would go, what were you doing, dude? He was like, I was being sneaky. Sneak, it's like this phase where they're trying to figure out things. And I was like, bro, like you've lost your scissor privileges now. Give me your scissors. I go, he's like, I go, you don't have a glue gun anymore. He's like, but I, I, my glue gun. I go, yeah, you cut the cord to your glue gun. He's like, let's just go, let's go buy another one. I go, it doesn't work like that. We're not going to buy you, not go buy you a glue gun because you cut the cord for your glue gun. And so uh, it's been sitting there with the cord cut right there for uh, like 10 days. And so today we had the, I got the pumpkins out and he was like, I want to do some pumpkin projects. And it's like, I need my glue gun, man. I need a glue gun, dude. Like super, like I need a glue gun, man. I go, all right. I go, lucky for you. I can fix it. And he's like, all right. So we went into the garage and I was like, let's, I was like, let's make a video about fixing the glue gun, dude. Just some mindless, you know, vanilla entertainment, right? 
So we're in there fixing the glue gun. I go, tell them about what you've done to the glue gun and why it's bad. And, you know, what have you learned about why you don't cut electrical cords with scissors, dude? Right? They're one of those lessons you don't want to learn the wrong way. And uh, fortunately, he's a smart child, so he won't be, he didn't have to learn the hard way. So we're sitting there talking about it. And he was like, he grabbed like some leg, because we're in the garage, he grabbed some Legos. And I go, no, you can't touch those Legos. He's like, why? Bruh? And I go, why don't you tell me? Why? And we're filming on the, the, for the YouTube. I go, tell them. Why can't you, why can't you use Lego right now? And he's like, no, I don't want to. And I go, I go, come on, Just tell him. And he, he was all embarrassed, right? Because he knows that he knows he's done wrong. He knows, you know, he knows who we all are. And so he's, he gets super embarrassed and then he comes around and he fully like just out of the blue, like fully punches me in the kidney, dude. I'm like, I kind of lost it because it was like a surprise shot. And he like, and so it was like off to your room and video ended. And, and so then we, you know, I gave him another thinking time out. We came back and lesson three for the day was the why you don't. Why in anger? Because it's all tied together. So uh, it's it's a very interesting uh, interesting phase of of fatherhood now. Because Owl is definitely old enough and articulate enough and in his own space enough to begin to uh, a know what he's doing is wrong, b know what is right, and c face consequences and also D like he gets like he'll get mad about stuff so we, we're sitting in his room on the last phase of this whole thing and I go I go why'd you hit me he's like I was mad dude I'm super mad and I, I go what are you mad about and he's like well I'm mad that I can't I can't play with my Legos and I go okay I go why can't you play with your Legos he's like well I, I stole Legos from school and it's my punishment I go so why are you mad he's like because you took my Legos away and I go no 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 I go you made a decision to act sneaky and steal Legos from your school so who are you really mad at and it was trippy because he sat there for a moment and he's like I'm mad at you and I was like no 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 back it up dude why are you really mad, dude? I go, you're mad at yourself because you made a bad decision. And he's like, yeah. And then we had a big, big, long, big, long hug, dude. It was kind of epic. So it was, uh, it was like the first, first one of those. First, first finding ill-gotten goods in, in your child's clothes and being like, like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I think it was all, all a good thing. I think I figured out how to do the, uh, the, the more non-punishment punishment, right? Because I wasn't mad. I was like, I know exactly what's going on here. But I was like, how, the big thing was like, how do you teach the lesson, right? Like how, and I'm stoked he was, wasn't feeling well last night because he sort of passed out and went to sleep. And I was like, all right, I can deal with it tomorrow with the clearer perspective, about my strategy on how I'm going to institute the learning lesson here. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 
But it was the classic thing of just, I was being sneaky, man. Those are his words. I was being sneaky. I was like, oh, dude, here we go. Here we go. And it's funny because you see that it's, it's, it's just interesting. Intuitively, human beings know the difference between right and wrong. They just don't know why yet. I thought that was, I personally, for me, I was fascinated by the, the, the like, cause I'm, I'm far enough along in my own journey of, of spirituality where I'm like, I'm going to observe the situation for what it is and try to like observe hum- humanness and, and spirituality and God and the whole thing. And, and I was, I was, for me, it was a lesson too. It was, it was really watching a young human who knew deep down inside himself, what he was doing wasn't right, but not knowing exactly why it wasn't right. And he knew why it wasn't right, but not truly up here understanding like, oh, oh, oh. It was just like, he has, he's got this project in the garage he's working on because all the, all the pieces are the color of what he's working on. It, it's not like it was a rand, like a, just a handful of like, he had fully picked out like, oh, I need that piece and that piece. Like he had fully like organized his little, 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 uh, little banditry, dude, his, his, his heist, his heist was totally organized, dude. I was like somewhat impressed. I have to admit, I was a little bit like, all right, like you knew what you wanted. You know what you're doing. Cause I've been, I've been truly impressed with, uh, with, uh, his ability to recall deep memory. And, uh, we were the other week we were in the, in the garage. Right. And I had, we had this, I don't know, Lego VW bus and it's got this one, these four corner pieces on the roof, but they're super unique. They got a weird shape to them. And one of them had popped off and he's got these buckets of just his chaos. And I was like, hey, man, like if you see one of these pieces and you're digging around in your buckets, it's for this bus. There won't be another one like it. Lo and behold, 10 days later, 10 days later, dude, I'm sitting in the I'm sitting somewhere and he's doing his Lego thing and he comes up. He's like, I found that piece. Here's that piece you were looking for. And I was like, whoa, dude. Like, I looked at him. I was like, that, you still had that in your brain digging through like buckets of Legos 10 days later. 10 days later, it was still just in his like data banks of like, hmm, like there it is. And I, I was super impressed with the recall. And I'll tell you what, as a dad, I was sitting there the other day and he was like, two fours and a one make nine. And I was like, what? What did you just say? He's like, two fours and a one make nine. And I was like, whoa, dude. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, two twos make four. And then he had some other numbers, but he just came out out of the blue. He's just like, two fours and a one make nine. 
like matter of fact. And I was like, whoa, dude, like radical, man. Cause like, we're like, yeah, we, we do some math. We do in like life math. And I know what they're working on in schools, pretty like generic, but I was like, wow, that's like, that's like multiple number ar arithmetic, dude. I was like impressed. I was like, you know that, cause I could get four plus four equals eight. Like we've worked on all that stuff, but the four plus two fours and a one make nine. I was like, whoa, dude. And I go, I go, and I go three threes make a nine. He's like, yeah, three threes make a nine. It was just like, He's got that, he's got a mathematical mind. I've just noticed him with how he deals with the Lego instructions and stuff. I think he's more of a, a mathematical mind than a, a linear thinker. I, yeah, and I, I don't know if that's even the right way to, to phrase it because he's very abstract. Like the stuff he creates is super abstract, but his ability to like, and I think numbers are very abstract, right? Like numbers are an abstract concept. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, thank you, Lily. Yeah, it's Al's trippy, dude. I was, I was watching him in the, uh, dude, so I was watching back. Dude, you guys will trip who have been around since Al was born and before that. Like, uh, when we're making the video, dude, and Al's in the corner of the, kind of in the corner of the screen talking about, like, I don't want to talk about it and this and that. Like, I was tripping. I was like, whoa, dude, he's like five and a half. Almost. I, dude, how did that happen? <whistles> He's uh, far out aliens, dude. Yeah, it's trippy, man. It, it's it's trippy to like, they like, like they age. Like all of a sudden, you know, I was sitting there the other day and I was like, He's five and a half. Like how'd that happen? So that's kind of been my day a little bit of, of wonderment and uh, amazement at the uh, just the nature of, of human beings out of the, uh, the matrix, which is, is cool. John Sua, I am a math person, a, uh, my uh, drawings are technical. I'd always felt I have to make everything realistic and, and real like symmetry. Yeah, it's very interesting. But then uh, but then he does this stuff, dude. That's what I mean. It's very trippy, dude. It's like he's totally got this free flow. Yeah. What's up, Carooster? Yeah, the, his stories are good. I, I got to start remembering to capture. He tends to tell stories right at bedtime. So I got I got to start recording some more of his stories, dude. He he gets he'll just drop a story out of the blue and they're totally like, "Whoa, dude, where they where those come from?" Hey, Resto Man 59, what's happening, my friend? Oops. And uh, it's uh, it's it's trippy like that, man. What's your favorite owl art piece? I don't know, man. They they uh, I have a picture. It's one of the ones early ones when he was just scribbling with all the colors, dude. There's something intrinsically super rad about it. 
It's uh, it's like that. I like like this one over here, man. Where is this one? I like the ones on the walls. Like for some reason, this one this one fires me up. I don't know why. I like something about this one gets me stoked. It's it's interesting to watch his uh, his his him doing his thing because he just does. He just likes to make art, man. Where is it? Where is a good place to pick up a cheap used mountain bike in the Portland area? That's an interesting question. Does anyone know where there's a where you can pick up a cheap used mountain bike in the Portland? Dude, I'll, I'll tell you what, Josh, dude. I I don't know if it's cheap or not, but I don't know what your budget is, dude. If you go to REI and get one of those Cannondale Sevens, dude, I mine's killer, dude. And it they're like. Out the door, they're like 700 bucks, dude. With all of the Shimano and everything but the rear suspension, dude. Things insane. You know? And you can probably get, get an REI CC and get on an installment plan. Just saying. For 700 bucks, you get, and it's got a warranty and a service on it, dude. The whole thing, dude. I can't say anything bad about that Cannondale 7 I bought a year plus ago. I beat on it. It's I've launched it off a cliff. It's still rad, dude. No, way better than a couple grand. And, and dude, the, the Cannondale 7s, it gets super high customer ratings. And the dude, I when I bought it at the, at the REI, because I did a little bit of research because I was super hesitant about buying a mountain bike because they're so expensive. Like, the, the, they're so expensive. And, and it was like your basic has all the stuff. And then I, when I went to, to buy it, I bought it from this dude, Matt, who turns out to be some like super like gnarly rider guy who jumps and does all the stuff. Cause I've run into him later and he, when I ran into it, the story is like, this is a great bike to, to get getting in the door on, you know what I mean? It's super bomber. It's got everything you need. And, um, you know, I'm not jumping jumps or anything. I just got ride a mountain bike, dude. And it's, it hasn't failed me yet. I haven't had any zero problems with it, dude. And uh, I definitely am an, an, a, a gear abuser, if you know what I mean. So that that's would be my advice is, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about Hero or anything else. Like I just like I said, I just kind of had my budget. I was willing to I was willing to invest on it. I sat around it, dude. It, look, it took me a couple of years to pull the trigger because I was so afraid of getting some like five thousand dollar. Thing, dude, medieval torture device. You said it, dude. So uh, that—that's my experience. I should do a whole review of the mount of the Cannondale Seven because it—it's really stood up very well. And part of the part of the problems I've had with bikes and mountain bikes, I, again, was just them breaking down and just the the overhead of like it but I kind of found this middle ground where I take it in I get it serviced I spend the 60 bucks and just deal with it like I got it serviced at this local shop recently it was like 40 bucks dude I'll do a re- I'll do a review man for sure I'll, I'll, I'll actually because I need to I gotta get fired up I kind of missed the cycle of riding 
So I'll do that. And then I got, I all I did was I bought like a set of clip-on 50-50 pedals. And I got a set of, of clip-in shoes and a helmet, dude, and a, a, a backpack with water. I think my whole, my whole outfit, the whole deal, everything lock, stock, and barrel wasn't more than a thousand bucks. I know it's like, oh, it's like, no, but I mean, you know what I mean? You've... So you're investing in yourself, dude. It's was it. I look at it now. It probably cost me about. I bet I've done a hundred rides on it. A hundred rides. So you know, it's, it's 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 a good hobby. It's super healthy. It's it's uh, like I said, you could upgrade yourself into insanity on the mountain bikes. I run into people all the time, and they're like, "Dude, you don't need more than that." Like the dude I bought it from and I ran, the funny thing is I've run into him again at the local shop because he switched. He now works at the local shop and he's and like, dude, he's like, yeah, dude, for, for what you do, you don't need anymore. I'm not, I'm not jumping things. I don't jump stuff. I like to, I like to climb the mountain and go fast down the hill. I'm not looking to beat myself through a bunch of rocks and do all that kind of stuff. I just want to go for a ride, man. And, and get after it dude and it and does everything pretty nicely dude so not to mention the free lsd dude the free lsd on those bikes is super hectic dude come to jasper 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 is that jasper wyoming jasper jasper wyoming is that jasper wyoming snowboarding in the rockies is rad yep I don't know, man. I interest uh, Alberta. That's right, dude. I don't think I don't think I don't think the Canadians are going to let any of us in. At least not this winter. God, who knows what's going on, man? But uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're gearing up, man. It's uh, it's funny. I crossed this. It's weird. So we were bird sitting like uh, a couple weeks ago. We were bird sitting. Our friend. One of my wife's clients left up to Oregon for a while and, and uh, she left her zebra finches here, right? Like, whatever, and some birds and some cage. Like, I used to raise them when I was a kid, did the whole thing. And uh, my wife got super stoked on them. She's like, oh my God, I love these birds. We have our bird feeder scene going on and the, the natural birds and the whole thing. And I like to hang out and do that. But like, I don't know, something about it for my wife, dude. She, she was way into it. And uh, so I was driving, I was driving around the other day, not not like driving around, I was like going from A to B and um, I was like, you know what, man, like I just kind of had this like, I kind of dig life vibe. I was like, it's so chaotic. It's been such a hectic year. And I was like, you know what? Like everything's good, dude. Everything's real good. I was like, I want to go get my wife some zebra finches today. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'll give so it was like this whole thing, dude, to just go and get some zebra finches for the wife. And I got to go find a, a little home for them. And I don't want to call it a cage. It's like, a, it is a shaped like a house, dude. And then I, I went around and like, you can't get any of these birds. And they're like, yeah, everyone's getting birds right now, dude. You know, keep people company, dude. <laughs> Because of, of, you know, everyone's isolation, dude. It makes total sense. And uh, 
so I, I went to this, Al and I went to school yeah, after school yesterday. We bought bought a couple of these, these a boy and a girl zebra finch. And uh, I, my wife's off buying bird stuff right now with the bird. The bird and my wife are getting bird stuff. But it was that thing of, of there was an aspect of like, I, it was like this weird space I had. Because if you had asked me a month ago, I'd get some birds. I'd be like, we can't have any birds, dude. What are we going to do with Because when, when the first round of the uh, the the coof happened, like we went up and, and we went and evacuated up to my friend's compound up in the hills above Santa Barbara, right? With her family. And, uh, you know, we got the cat and the lizard. And I brought the, the whole lizard aquarium and the whole thing. And the, uh, the trippy part is I just upgraded the lizard's home to like the huge tank, like a week before the, 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 the captivity occurred before we all got stuck in the aquarium. Right. And so I was, so I've been on this whole, like, oh, I don't want to get any like pets, dude, just in case we got to like head for the Hills again and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, I was just driving the other day and I was like, you know what, man, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, dude. I was like, it's just going to be okay. And I was like, it's going to be so okay. I'm going to go get some zebra finches for the wife. And why I say that is like, I'm one of those. Like, I don't believe, I'm an outdoor, but I go, if you're going to take animals into your home, and yet you're a super responsibility. It's not like you can just be like, oh, hey, dude, I got some, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just going to abandon my birds, dude. No. So it's like, you know, we, we got our two new family members are these two birds. They have yet to be named. But I guess I guess what I'm saying is like, there's I had some sort of like mellowness come come over the concept of what all this is about. Like, all right, man. Hey, hey, Carooster, dude, I'm just on a note. Are you, you're back at home all settled in, right? Speaking of of how things can mellow out, dude. It, it, it was that thing of like, just, just being like, all right, it's going to be a... Uh, Ah, living that country life. You're going to be stoked when it... Dude, you're going to have the, the, the spring out there. It's going to be the best spring you ever had. In that sense of like, it's going to be wildflowers everywhere, dude. The post... I will tell those who have, who have gone through these catastrophic fires from my own personal experience. The spring after the catastrophic fire is the most beautiful spring you'll ever see in that environment. It is just blooming and green and everything's just got that... All that ash and just, blah, I'm going to live, dude. I want to live. Dude. I want to grow to the sun. I'm going for the sun. It's super, super rad. So something to look forward to. And you gotta, we got that post-fall post fire means winter time, dude, which can get a little dreary. But uh, so, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm a... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on that kind of a trip lately, dude. 
it's also like hectic and chaotic and like, who knows, dude? Lama. Ah, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's, uh, it's so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's that thing, man. I'm just, I know we got, I know there's like a, like a element of it all that's like, you know, we got a long haul ahead, but I, I super feel like a certain level of inspiration coming. It's, it's a freedom. I just, I think, I think there's a, like I said, it was watching my son deal with this first like real life issue kind of the last day where I was like, all right, like we're still living. We're not plugged into the televisions and the things and the things like we're actually pretty free of it in a weird way, like real free of it. And it's just been like, uh, it's, it's just interesting, man. Your kids are meant to be eaten by animals. Yeah, I hear that, dude. Who knows, man? Maybe they will out in the jungles of of somewhere, out in the Arctic by grizzly bear. Never know, ma'am. You never know, dude. I remember I was up, I was hiking up in the, uh, we were backpacking up in, I don't know, Outside of Driggs, Idaho, dude, on the backside of, of, on the backside of the Grand Teton, man, and and uh, we were hiking out up some can I forget where, dude, up in some canyon. Uh, the three of us, and we were way up there, and you know, all of a sudden that we were like going up to some glacier, or some lake, or something, and like. We got cut off by a bear, dude. And my, I remember, I remember my buddy was all like, had this like little rock in his hand, dude. I was like, bro, it's a rock. What are you going to do with that rock? He's like, dude, I go, I go, man, we're just going to have to like, we're going to have to wait this one out, dude. Like we're, we're on the wrong, we're on the wrong, we're on the wrong side, dude, of this whole setup here. And uh, it was uh, it was funny. The bear just went about his business to the other, just wherever it was going. But it was that. I also remember speaking of bears. I was hiking with this girl that I was I was going out with. We were up in the uh, up in the Ho Rainforest. I think it was the Ho Rainforest. Or the Quinault. It was either the Quinault or the Ho. One of those off. One of those southern, western, southern drainages up into the Olympic Peninsula. Dude, I think it was the Quinault Rainforest. We were way back up in there, man, and we were hiking along some r- stream or whatever, and we spotted this bear, like a huge, big old bear. I don't know. I don't even remember if it was a brown or a black one or what. It was big. It was big old bear. It was big old bear. Huge, dude. I remember it was huge. It was a big, healthy, fat old bear. And we're like checking the bear out. Like, wow, look at the bear. And it was, I don't know, it was 100 yards off. You figure that's pretty, pretty 
far from bear, a hundred yards, right? So we're watching this bear and it's like doing what bears do, foraging about. And all of a sudden it, it stopped, started sniffing around, right? Started sniffing around and it, and it fully turns and it looks at us and it looks at us and it just bolts the other direction away from us. And let me tell you, dude, that bear ran so fast and there was this log that like it went, there was like a kind of a grassy field, then there was this log and then there was the uphill. It saw us, turned around, sprinted full speed, jumped over this log like a horse and boogied up the mountain. And me and my girl were sitting there and we were like, Oh my, I had no idea bears moved so quick. We were both like, oh my God, dude, that bear, if it wanted to, would have just, could have just pounced on us and eaten us, man. It was just one of those things where you just like, when he's out in nature, you just really realize like how, uh, you're not, dude, a bear wants to eat you, a bear's going to eat you, dude. I knew this chick, chick, this woman, this girl, and, uh, and, uh, we were living in Montana at the time, and this was outside of Bozeman somewhere. And uh, outside of Bozeman, all right, you're you're out of here. I don't like your vibe, dude. And we were outside of. Uh, she, we live in it. So it was out in the Gallatin there, right? The Gallatin. Is that it? Is that it? The, the, the forest out there. She went hiking one day, right? And uh, equine boom. You know what? I'm going to give you a wrench, dude. I'm moderating up everybody. We need more, more moderators, not less. So uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, where was I? I was talking to this girl and uh in Bozeman, so uh, Gallatin, so uh, we're we're up there, and um, what had happened to her was she had gone hiking up in the up in the forest somewhere. She'd gone hiking, and they had run across an elk. And you know, I don't know if you know, but elk are giant, like like big as a horse. They're huge. Might be an exaggeration, but they're big like that. They're like you think they're like deer, but they're not. They're elk. That's why they're called elk and not deer. Elk, deer. So, uh, so she's out hiking and she bumps into this this elk out there, and she's like, "Oh!" So she goes back to her hikes back to her car because she'd run into the elk on the trail and it was blocking her way or was in some meadow or something. So she hiked back to her car, you know, which is like a long ways off, maybe an hour or so, whatever. She got back to her car. And the elk was waiting for her at her car. And she she had to duck under duck under her car and get under her car. And the elk had been with its rack, had fully been going underneath the car to try to get her. The, I guess the elk it was they had a, a calf or something, was pissed, trying to kill this girl. And fully was going under a car and like got her face and like like knocked her retina off her eye and her face was all scarred up, dude. Like she'd gotten fully like 
like tracked down by this elk and like attacked. And if it wasn't for her car, this woman wouldn't be here anymore. So I, again, it was like one of those things like elk, they're gnarly. Just like I heard, I heard moose can be gnarly too. It's like, it's like the idiots who in Yellowstone go touch the, uh, go try to get the picture next to the buffalo and end up getting gored. Animals ain't playing, man, I guess is what I'm saying. So it's, uh, yeah, getting, and this was, dude, the hottest is this girl was a full blown, like hippy dippy, like, oh dude, like hug the butterflies and oh my God, my granola and patchouli oil fish, grateful dad, dream catchers, dude, just blah, dude, bong heads, ah, until the elk came and just tracked her down and just like, yeah, you want, you want to see nature in full effect? <laughs> I, that's, that's where people like, I like where I'm a realist with nature, dude, is like nature will fight back just to show you how beautiful it really is, dude. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that is part of the beauty of, of nature is, is fighting for sunlight, dude. Fighting for sunlight. That's why the people like, I don't like the people that are anti-shark. Like, dude, you want to paddle out into the ocean or swim out in the ocean? That's on you, dude. That's not a bad, bad shark. No, it's not bad shark, dude. It's, uh, it's a shark. You're entering their little, their little world, their world, their world. Dun, 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 dun. And, uh, yeah, I, res- I respect nature on that level, dude. It, w- it will uh, tune you up when, you're up when your frequency's off, dude. Deer boxing the hunter's pretty classic. Dude, that's like those weird dare. If you've ever been up to the Olympic Mount Olympus, there's an overlook up in the up Hur- Hurricane Ridge, it's what it's called. If you go out of Port Angeles there's- and go up into the Olympic rainforest, you can go up to this place called Hurricane Ridge, right? And um, you get up there, it's got the view of the whole national park and Mount Olympus across the, the valley and the whole thing. Get up there, man. There's these, these deer up there. And, and literally, dude, you could, they're so docile and like full like Snickers, Snickers sneakers. You could seriously walk up and just like punch one in the face. It like, no problem, dude. I remember me and my buddy were super stoned up there. Like, did you just walk up and punch a deer, bro? Like, go do it. Go punch a deer. <laughs> we didn't, dude. Uh, it's just funny, man. There's the whole level of it that's... Uh, we've been having a lot of... Uh, speaking of nature, there's been a lot of praying mantises coming to our house. It's been kind of cool. There was this gold one the other day. I was out messing with my tomato it's like the final push on the tomato plants right and i was out picking and trimming my tomato plants to give them the final 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 bowl of salsa right and uh i was out there and i there was like this one big green praying mantis and i was like oh wow and then there was this golden one i was like whoa dude look at the golden praying mantis but there's been this sort of lime green one that seems to be hanging out man I dig them, dude. The praying mantises are cool. They're a good vibe, right? I think there's, I think they're supposedly a good vibe. And uh, I don't know. What are you? I want to get down to Australia, man. 
I don't know, dude. It's tricky nowadays, dude. Huh? The, yeah, dude, a lot of people have been... I, my friend up in Oregon was sent me. He's like, oh, I saw your photo of the praying mantis. Here's, uh, there's one here, too. I wonder what that means, dude. They, they, if anything looks like an alien, according to the mythical vision of what an alien looks like, it would be a praying mantis, dude. Just my take. Good day, mate. And uh, you don't pray in mantises like eat is don't they eat their mate's head or something like that? Praying mantises are one of those weird critters that's not too good to their dudes, right? I think they eat. Good luck messages. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the praying mantises have been here. I've been feeling the good luck. Something, something's totally told me that, uh, you know, life's become a Beach Boys song, if you will. And um, I'm like, oh, I'll run with it, dude. Oh, yeah, praying mantises are rad, dude. The female mantis makes them mates and eats them. Yeah, I thought so. They'll eat hummingbirds. Really, dude? Did I surf today? Nah, the ocean went flat again, dude. If you thought that... Uh, Australia is fake. I, th- I think I've bounced across that premise, dude. It doesn't seem unreasonable. <laughs> right? There is some weird thing about New Zealand and Australia. I, I kind of know what you're talking about. All right, Josh. It, that's going to pop up on my screen all of a sudden. I like the whole theory about the moon is actually the large-scale reflection and Earth's in the crater on the moon. That stuff blows my mind, dude. I, I have fun with that one. The crater theory. If you haven't checked out the crater theory, go to it. Dude, something to do, dude. Something else. I'm from New Zealand, so I'm probably fake. (laughs) No talent, man. No talent, dude. Who knows anymore what's really going on, dude. Uh, you used to make videos on topics that people emailed you. Why don't you? I do that still. I haven't got, dude, I was, you know what's funny? That dude died who killed himself the other day, who I made the video for like eight years ago. I was watching this video. I was like, oh, whoa, dude. Like, there, it used to be way more interactive. Like, that, like, there was a time when YouTube was pretty interactive and um, luggage the legend, dude. Yeah, I wanted to do one of these. But uh, yeah, dude, I still do all that. Actually, some of the like video. It's yeah, if you got it, go ahead, email me a subject matter. I try to get back to good, make it happen. Sometimes they come in and they're just a little too, if they're too heavy, right? I kind of, it, it, it either hits me like at the spot and I get it out or... It's just, I don't know. But yeah, I'm down to do, I'm down for content. Like I said, dude, I I can't, I just, 
I try to do what I can do, dude. I, I don't know. It's, it's, there's way to, what's the crater theory? The crater theory is that when we see the, all right, this is the crater theory. And this dude's some weird Belgium dude who's cr- to like science this whole thing out. Basically, the crater theory is this. I've been, uh, I haven't, I've been whitewater rafting, not kayaking. The crater, crater theory is this, is when you see the moon, it's an actual reflection of the planet. We, it's the tie-in of the, the flat earth and the round earth together. It's basically the moon is a reflection of the real earth and that, and that the earth we live on is in a crater on the surface of the moon. Okay. So you go listen to this dude's thing and he goes and he's like, he does this weird thing where he takes the, he does this dual sun theory that there's two rotating, there's two suns, the earth that, that our thing is in a crater and it's flat and the suns are orbiting around it. And based upon the time zones and some, all this trippy stuff with the time zones, he calculates where on the moon the crater would be that Earth is in on the moon's surface. And then he goes up there and he finds right where it's supposed to be this crater on the moon. And he does that and he puts the surface and inside the crater is basically like raised mountain range or I don't know how like a mountain range within the crater that matches the shape of the continents of on earth dude it's it's so it's so ridiculous that you you kind of just are like what dude I don't know bro but it's just trippy like if you want to just like get stoned and like or open your mind or do whatever you do out there. It's just some trippy stuff to like be like, whoa, dude, like I ain't thinking deep enough, man. It's just deep thought type stuff, dude. It's pretty trippy, dude. It's called, I think you can type in the crater, crater earth theory or something. I forget what the dude's name is, man. John Levy talked about him and I was like, I'll go check it out, dude. And I was like, whoa, dude, like, all right. And this dude's all mathed out. It's not like some some kid. It's some Belgian dude with it. He makes all these models, like computer models and stuff, and gets all, like, mathed out with it. And it's like, look, dude, blah, 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 and the shadows and the time zones. And, dude, he ties in the, you know, if you listen to the Flat Earth Fear, they talk about the air air routes where the planes fly and he ties in all this weird stuff and you're like oh that's kind of trippy it's the it's the flat earth round earth theory mixed together and it's a crater on the moon <laughs> it's so out there it's rad dude the filament yeah it's uh, it ties in all of it dude it's it's the most combined theory yet about what it is. All right. Wait, I got to end the podcast right now. So I'm signing off on the podcast here and uh, thank you for tuning in.